Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks, you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 246, recorded live on the YDF Media Network on March 28th, 2023. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. My friend, how are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm, I'm good, ready to jump into our, our second foray into this uh, relaunch of the show, this second renaissance, as it might be. Uh, folks, we are two Love lifelong it. Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. We want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Yep. All right, we have got a show today. Oh, good. That is why I asked you here this evening, is to do a show. Yep. But much like audiences lure in... Uh, you know, uh, theater moviegoers with promises of a movie they want to see, only to present them with something they absolutely never wanted. <laughs> Pete has been uh, lured here with promises of candy, and he has to do a show now. Oh, now I have to. Like how he threw in like my little critique of like modern Hollywood in there. I like it without actually like going too far into it because I'll put my tinfoil hat on and start screaming. Ah, <sighs> okay. By the way, I saw John Wick last night. Oh, how was it? You know, I've never seen a John Wick movie. Oh, listen, they are, um, you know, popcorn fun. So I've heard uh, excellent it, things it about this John Wick movie. Yeah, it was it was long, but I liked that. I had a good yeah. time. You know, so funny story. Yesterday, I actually booted up the old Peacock because I was going to, um, you know, watch John Wick 1. I was like, I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to do it. Peacock was not having it. Like, it kept freezing and stuff. Like, I don't know what was going on with Peacock on PS5 yesterday, but it was not to be. I will have my day with John Wick at some point. All right. Uh, so little mousekeeping. Uh, got a couple uh, little anecdotes to share before we get into the news this week. Uh, first of all, okay. I wanted to talk a bit, uh, just very quickly, about uh, SeaWorld and its Seven Seas Food Festival. Okay, that sounds interesting. Pete, it is like food and wine at Disney, but honestly... It's up there with it. Like, I don't want to say it's better because, like, you know, the loyalist in me, but, like, darn it, man, they try so much harder. <laughs> you know, I mean, tell me, like, what's something that's, like, noticeably different? Okay, so the portion sizes are larger, for one. Okay. Uh, annual... I mean, honestly, let's face it, right? If, you, if you're SeaWorld, you have, you got to do something right. to differentiate yourself. Yeah. So and that's why I'm, like, I'm curious. Larger portions, I mean, there's some things there that you're like, I can't believe this is a festival snack. Uh, so... If you're just buying things like a la carte, it actually is more expensive than food and wine. But that they sell these lanyards. So it's like 80, 80 bucks, I think, to get uh, 15 items. Okay. So, you know, instead of paying $10 for stuff, I think it boils down to like everything's like just a couple bucks, like five bucks or something like that. Now, uh, wait a second. If um, now is this does it have to be used in one day? No. Okay, I like no, that. Then. So, like, we bought a lanyard on like right when the food festival started, and we're like maybe halfway through it now, and you know, we just we just keep using it. 
Cool. Uh, but, you know, if you have a family of four, 15 things are probably going to go pretty quick. Yeah, but, you know, those food, like, I never, despite the fact that I always say I'm gonna, I've never actually gone to any of the festivals and been like, we're going to eat this as a meal. Oh, see, I've done that so many times now. I mean, I'll, I'll like, snack it, get something here, get something there, or, you know, get something, we'll all split it. Right. I'm not, like, actually, like, we're going to eat dinner by eating all these snacks, mostly because I feel like the lines are always so long. I'm like... They know. are, but, you know, there there are... um. A little rookie mistake that I find people make sometimes is uh, some of the kiosks have two lines. Yep. So like, you'll walk up to like, uh, I'm trying to remember which one of them has it. I don't even, like Canada sometimes for some of the festivals has it. And like you walk up and there's this huge line in Canada. And then you walk around and you see like just cast members sitting there at these registers with absolutely like just twiddling yeah, no their thumbs. There. Like there's yep. nobody there. So always look to see if there's another line, folks. Uh, so the um, Japan sometimes does it too. I think, I think, vaguely remember that. I don't know. I could be wrong. But yeah, so we bought. So and when and here's the other thing with SeaWorld: annual pass holders get um, when you buy a lanyard, you get three free items on your on your lanyard. Okay. Now, when we go back in April, we get another. I think two items, like each. One or two items. I don't remember if it was two items between the two of us or two items each for four more items. So we also we also get like, you know, annual pass holders at SeaWorld also get free tickets, which let me tell you, that is clutch when I have friends come into town and they don't want to spend Disney money. I'm I like, yeah, I'll be like, listen, I know you don't want to spend Disney money, but we can go to SeaWorld and you could pay nothing. The Seven Seas Food Festival, don't sleep on it. It's really good. Uh, the best thing there, I mean, it is like probably a foot and a half long soft pretzel on a stick dipped in chocolate okay this is pretty much the my favorite thing i've ever had at a theme park festival it's so good like it takes the two of us to to eat the whole thing and you got to eat it with a knife and fork i'm like why is this even on a stick because like show me the person that could eat this on a stick but you know little pro tip you can get rainbow sprinkles on it I highly recommend the rainbow sprinkles, not because I particularly like rainbow sprinkles, but because without rainbow sprinkles, it looks like a big poop. <laughs> like, seriously, like <laughs> without the rainbow <laughs> sprinkles, it just looks like this enormous poop sitting there in front of you on a plate. I'm sure it also lends some texture. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, the sprinkles are great. Get the sprinkles. But yeah, mostly because of the poop thing. Uh <laughs> So yeah, we we had like a, we had like we went the other day. We had a lamb chop. We had this fish and chips, that was fantastic, and then we had the pretzel. Now I've never been to Sea World. What is like their setup for where this food is? It's all around the park. Like you you have to like pretty much walk around everywhere. So like when you first walk in, there, there's there's just like the shops and stuff like that. And then if you go up to the left, that's where the dolphins are. And if you okay. go up to the right. There's like a dolphin nursery there, which is where they keep like the newborn baby dolphins and the mothers. Um, and then if you go- keep going beyond the right there, you eventually run into food festival stuff. Okay. And then it's all around that big central lake that, um, you know, it's basically like a big, almost almost like a world showcase, but less of like a perfect circle. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, SeaWorld is a lot of roller coasters. If you're a roller coaster fiend, which I know, Peter Mendel, you are not. Um, I am not. Then SeaWorld is a great place for you. My fiance is dying to have somebody go with us that likes these roller coasters because I won't go on them. And she never has anyone to go on them with. 
All right. Um, and then I, one other thing I wanted to, to say, I speaking of food, the next day after that, we went to uh, Trail's End for what is likely the final time. I did see that they're extending. The, did they extend? Uh, the, yeah, I heard they're extending. It. Well, that's a good, that's good news. Uh, but so have you ever done the Trail's End breakfast? Yeah, I, I, I told you last time I did it and I loved it. Yeah. I mean, it's like a $20 or $25 a head buffet. All you can eat breakfast at Disney. And like the buffet was awesome because they had like the pulled pork eggs Benedict. But like now it's family. It, well, now and for the time being, it's family style. So you get a skillet right. with scrambled eggs, sausage, bacon, cheesy potatoes, which are like the main event. And you also get strawberry yogurt with granola and berries. And then you get like a bread basket, which has like cinnamon rolls and croissants and blueberry muffins. So it was really, really good. And, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm bummed out that I'll never be able to do it again. So here, here's the thing. We have a 9.30 a.m. reservation for this, right? So we, we just when we go to Fort Wilderness, I don't like to drive into Fort Wilderness and park and have to take buses around the campground and stuff like that. <clears throat> I'd rather take a more scenic route. So typically we park at the TTC. We get on the ferry boat. We sail to the Magic Kingdom. And then we just hop right on the um, Fort Wilderness ferry boat and sail right to Fort Wilderness. It's a good trip. It's a it's a nice trip. You go over that little canal that goes over the roadway, which I'm always like fascinated by. Right. And then you um, you know you see Discovery Island. You see where River Country was. I mean, you can't see them, but like you know they're there. And right. yeah, then we get there. So the, here's the problem. I get to security, and there's a million and one people there. So now I'm like, okay, like we're we're kind of cutting this close. So now I'm in line. I go in line for security. I walk through the thing. I'm like, all right, here we go. I think boop. The guy's like, your bag, go over there. I'm like, ah. So I go over, and I'm standing in this line now for 20 minutes. I'm not kidding you. It was a 20 minute bag check line. Like this line wrapped around so much. And let me tell you, they were looking in those bags i mean this was for, you know some days you get the person that just kind of glances in there shines a little light yeah. feels around yeah. the bag and yeah you're good to go and then you get the heroes <laughs> then you <laughs> then you get the people that are gonna dig into that bag like a drug sniffing pig and you know like like oh my goodness it was so, so anyway i'm sitting there waiting to to you know get to security and now i'm fuming and like, you know, my fiance is sitting on the other side over by the, the, the ticket windows. And I'm just sitting there like, I can't believe it's like, I have nothing in my bag. That's bad. Like I held my phone and my umbrella out in front of me. Like you, you held your nunchucks up. So exactly. Exactly. So now I'm like, I'm like fuming and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm like, it's hot. The sun is beating down. I'm in this line. I'm now going to be late. I am now officially late for my reservation because there's no way we're making it in time. And then a bird dive bombs <laughs> and i jump so it's coming right at me from the side and now like i have become like hyper aware of all avian life around me at all times at right. disney because you know my my you know my history here and so this bird is coming at me and it is coming at me fast i i jump back and it skims me along the torso pete and i am like like now i'm like i can't i, I just got touched by a bird so there you go Bird attack well, number like ten. I don't understand it. And like, I feel like people dis- think I'm lying about it. Just aren't afraid. I feel like people think I'm lying about it, but I'm not. They really do attack me. No, I believe you. I'm like the anti. I'm like the anti Snow White. 
Uh, my daughter is like afraid of birds. How could you not be afraid of birds? They're dinosaurs. A, a bird stole her hot dog in Animal Kingdom when she was young. Oh, what kind of bird was it? One of those ones with the big, like, hooked beak. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, those, dude, those are nasty. I had a bird encounter with one of them one time. They literally, it literally jumped up on the table while we were having a turkey leg, and yeah, like this spread thing went its, and, it spread and its wings at me. Dog. Yeah, it spread its wings at me, and then just scooped up a huge piece of the turkey leg and like swallowed it, and then jumped away. And I like, I like ran back because it's a, an enormous bird. And so then I like, I have to throw this turkey leg away now because a bird has touched it. I'm not going to eat it yeah, now. Of course. Let me throw this bird away because a bird has touched it. Exactly. And it was eating up another bird. Like, come on. Isn't that like some form of cannibalism? I don't think so. All like uh, ocean life pretty much eats ocean life. Don't uh, I guess that's it? true. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being, what's the word, speciesist? Thinking that all birds like, you know, are the same. Anyway, you ready to get into the news this week? I would love to. All right. The news coming at you guys right now. We're starting with some worldwide news. The So the Disney 50th anniversary, the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary celebration is coming to an end at the end of this month. Like th- pretty much this week. That's it. We're done. Goodbye. Pack it in. Now, the 100th celebration of the Walt Disney Company is set to begin. So... In April, Walt Disney World Resort will begin honoring the company milestone with monthly spotlights on some Disney favorite franchises like Pixar, Mickey and Friends, and Disney Princesses. Guests will see these stories and characters in existing experiences such as character caravans, parades, photo opportunities, merchandise attractions, experiences, and more. In addition, the Disney Resort hotels will offer movies under the stars and poolside parties with themed activities for more ways to celebrate these stories. I'm pretty sure they all they already offered movies under the stars and themed poolside activities but you know i'll give it to you here's a look at disney 100 at walt disney world month by month so april disney's conservation efforts and the 25th anniversary of disney's animal kingdom theme park will be the focus so animal kingdom turns 25 this year yep that's big in may all things from a galaxy far far away will be featured with an emphasis on star wars june the delightful pixar characters will take fun to infinity and beyond July, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and friends will provide swell fun for all. In August, the Disney princesses and beloved Frozen characters take the throne. Uh, And then in September, superhero adventures take flight. Now, superhero Mm. adventures taking flight in Walt Disney World. That's I'm I'm kind of wondering what that's going to be. That's interesting because like they can't use the vast majority of the heroes that they have. Right. So are we are we going like Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange, Black Panther here? Or are we going Incredibles? Oh, yeah, they might do that. I always forget about the Incredibles. Yep. And later this year, the Disney 100 celebration is coming to Epcot with the culmination of the Epcot transformation, including a platinum Mickey Mouse sculpture that will welcome you to celebrate at Epcot. That sounds cool. Okay. Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, opening in late 2023 will allow guests to explore an outdoor trail in a lush environment that tells the story of the cycle of water. By the way, I I, I was on the Epcot monorail recently, and, you know, you could see right in. Yeah, of course. This journey of water looks done. So I don't know what yeah. to say in, like, late 2023 for, because, like, this looks done. I, I don't want to be, like, a naysayer, because I'm pretty excited about it, but uh-huh. do we care at all about this? I mean, I care because it's going to be something new that I'm going to have to walk through all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, what kind of walkthrough is it? Well, like, see, here's, the, here's it, the other thing. I'm not too excited about it in the short term. 
because in the short term, I'm going to have to deal with this huge clog of people in the middle of Epcot. That's what I mean. Like, like when you say walkthrough, like, are we talking about like walkthrough, like as we're going into Epcot, we're walking through this beautiful lush environment, right. or is this a walkthrough right to stand there because there's people there and I got to wait for them to all go. You got to think that eventually it's going to end up like one of the walking trails at animal kingdom. But right. in the beginning, it's going to be one of those things where you probably have to stand there because it's going to be packed. Uh, so Mickey and Minnie will dress in their celebratory platinum outfits at the new World Celebration Garden, also slated to open in late 2023, Dreamers Point will showcase an evocative statue of Walt Disney, offering another perfect opportunity for photographs. You know you're getting a picture with that Walt statue. Oh, of course. A brand new nighttime spectacular scheduled to launch in late 2023 will also light the sky over the World Showcase Lagoon. We'll talk about that a bit later. So... 100th anniversary. You've psyched for it? You think they're going to change up the the <laughs> castle or anything? I mean, it's hard to be, like, really excited for it just because we just had the 50th. So it's a little weird. Like, it's it's an odd transition to go from 50 to 100. Right. Like, I'm surprised they didn't try and uh, just name it something else that wasn't so number-oriented, maybe. Um, but, yeah, sure. Listen, I'm always down for a celebration, right? Yeah, right. Can't can't beat that. Yeah. Um, all right, so new character experiences are also coming to Walt Disney World later this year. Did you see this? Uh, no, tell me. Disney has confirmed several new character meet and greets coming to Walt Disney World later this year. Beginning April 22nd, Moana will greet fellow voyagers on Discovery Island at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park just in time for the park's 25th anniversary. Okay. I have a feeling she's going to take over where Pocahontas was. That would make sense. Yeah. No one's really... They're not using that area. Pocahontas isn't back yet, so... Um, okay. Um, I'm going to save this one for last, because I think this is the bit, This is the main event. So, uh, Mickey and Friends will have a new home at the Communicore Hall, opening later this year as part of the Epcot transformation. So, okay. there's going to be, like, a big sign that even says Mickey and Friends. So, that should be pretty neat. At Magic Kingdom this fall, Mirabelle from Walt Disney Animated Studios hit film Encanto will greet guests in Fairytale Gardens surrounded by whimsical decor inspired by La, La Familia Magical. Love that. Yeah. So it looks like she's taken over for Merida. Yeah. So we're tagging, that. We're tagging I, I, Merida. Always, she had a good run. They always decorate that area so well. Yes. Who was uh, it before really Merida? Really, uh, it was Rapunzel before Merida. Oh. So it was okay, and before Rapunzel, it was a little bell area. Yes, it was like a story time place, right? Where she like read yep. books and stuff. And then they, I think, they moved that because they started doing the you yeah, know, the Enchanted show. Tales. Yeah, yep, yep. You're absolutely right. Okay, uh, now the main event. Epcot fans will get a chance to hug their favorite friend Figment, coming to the Imagination Pavilion late summer. Can't wait. Let me tell you something. That imagination pavilion, you're not going to be able to get near it. You know, you know, I love this, but yes, part of me is is already getting disappointed because I know it's going to be a giant figment, right? Like if it was a puppet, it would be so much cooler. I know. I just wish it was. I, I, you know, we've all seen that Dream Finder that used to be in the park with yep. the figment, and I think we all just really want that. I know that's not what it is. Obviously. I know it's, it's definitely going to be like the big figment, and it's just going to be a big figment. Yeah. <sighs> you nickname Come on, him. we're gonna love it. We're, we're gonna, gonna nickname him Big Fig. Yep, Big Fig. Yep. Um, you never know; it might be a puppet, and we're all gonna be super surprised. 
What if it's Figment holding a Figment puppet? I'd be okay with that as long as the Figment puppet is what I can interact with and not Big Fig. <laughs> uh, all right, resort news. Uh, in desperation news this week, the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is now offering 30% off for annual pass holders on select voyages during the spring and summer. Uh, those are April 15th, 17th, 19th, 21st, 23rd, 25th, 27th, 29th, May 1st, 5th, 7th, 9th, 11th, 13th, 15th, 19th, 21st, 23rd, 25th, 29th, and 31st, and June 2nd, 4th, 6th, 14th, 18th, 20th, 24th, 26th, and 28th. Why not say, like, pretty much all of them? Whenever you want to go, it will be 30% off. It will be 30%. We promise. <laughs> even 30% off is still too expensive for that. I, I wouldn't even think about it. Never. Never. Uh, what, what, a, what a colossal, monumental miscalculation. Yeah, you know, you, you hear things about Disney laying people off, and <laughs> it's just hard not to think, like, oh, they got Star Cruiser, though. Oh uh, yeah, right. Like this money pit that they sank all this into. You could all we wanted was a Star Wars resort, yeah, that we could stay at and leave to go to the parks and yep. like come back to you know at the end of the day, like at the end of the day. And you didn't give us that. You gave us this thing that no one wanted, set in the sequel era. That you know, instead of just being an homage to all things Star Wars, it was it's this. You know, I think it's a genius idea. I, I just don't think it's well thought out. Well, I mean, I think they thought that there's a lot more rich people that are willing to throw money around than there are. I, I don't know who they thought is going to do this all the time. I saw one guy, like, there was, like, a a post about this, and I saw one guy was like, well, my family and I have done this five times, and we love it. And I'm like, oh, what do you do for a living? Yeah, listen, more power to you. I, I'm a... I'm a believer in like, you know, listen, if you have money to go, go. Yep. I, I just don't like if I had the money to go, I don't know. Like I tried it's... to go and they opened. I got really excited about it. Remember? Yeah. I remember like, you I'm were going to take go. my son. And Ethan's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I mean, because he'd I'm rather not, go to I, Disney for two days. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't <clears throat> get people to go with me like when I wanted to go. Look, if this was set in the original trilogy and you were... You had Luke Skywalker and Boba Fett and Darth Vader. And like, I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll think about this. Do you want me to give up two whole days of a Disney trip to go spend it with Ray and Kylo Ren? Listen, that doesn't bother me at all. It is not the time period for me because I'm not really going there thinking like, oh, I'm going to go on a cruise with Ray. I think like I'm going to go there and like, you know, whatever, be like Star Warsy, and it's going to be fun. Right. I, I just at the end of the day, it's just it's so expensive. Mm hmm. So expensive. So the number of packages allocated for this offer is limited. Savings oh, are based on the non-discounted price a non-pass holder pays for the same package. Uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser annual pass holder discount offer details. Eligibility. Pass holder must be present at a, a valid Walt Disney World and must, I'm sorry, pass holder must present a valid Walt Disney World annual pass at check-in. Uh, important details. The number of packages allocated for this offer is limited. Uh, the offer is non-transferable. All packages are a two-night experience. Package includes entry to Disney's Hollywood Studios for one day on day two of the experience. The admission ticket expires at midnight prior to departure date. Ticket is required in all Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser packages. So you're not getting, a, you're not going to be like, I don't want to go to Hollywood Studios. Can I pay less? They're like, no. I mean, here's the thing. Do you think I could call them a non 
you know, annual pass holder. Do you think I could call them and like negotiate? <laughs> like you think they're that desperate? I, I'm just curious. And I don't mean crazy. Like give me half off. You think I could call them back? Hey, you know what? I want to do this, but I need at least 10% off. I don't think Disney negotiates with people like that because it sets a horrible precedent. You're probably right. Really right. In today's like day and age, it probably is a terrible idea. But. Yeah, like it's like giving this it's like giving the Zack Snyder fans their way with the Snyder cut. Now they think they can just take whatever they want. I'm not bitter about that. Uh Okay, so the package includes two breakfasts, two lunches, and two dinner meals per guest with gratuity included for dinners and one quick service meal consisting of one entree and either one uh, non-alcoholic beverage or one alcoholic beverage where available. Uh, There's also one combo meal from the children's menu offering for guests ages three to nine that can be used in the theme park only, so not on the Star Cruiser. Offer is only applicable for new reservations. Limit one cabin per pass holder, and the pass holder must be staying in the cabin. So you can't book like three cabins with one pass holder. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> advanced reservation is required. Offer is subject to the Walt Disney Travel Company terms and conditions. Um, offer and dates. Offer dates are subject to change without notice, and offer excludes the Galaxy Class Suites and Grand Captain Suites. So, uh, you know. Call our friends over at Away With Me Travel and uh, tell them that you want to go to the Star Cruiser if that's what you want to do and you're an annual pass holder. Could be fun. And and then tell us about it because I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Water Park News. It looks like Typhoon Lagoon has reopened, uh, but its reopening was delayed due to cold weather. So, you know, I'm always always fascinated when that happens. So we're supposed to be going to... um, Typhoon Lagoon sometime soon because we have the water park add on. Okay. So we really want to go to Blizzard Beach, but that's closed right now. So no Disney Springs news this week. We do have some Magic Kingdom news. Tiana's Bayou Adventure has an opening window announced by Disney. Uh, Disney has provided a brief update on Tiana's Bayou Adventure in a press briefing with construction on the Splash Mountain replacement moving at full pace. We will soon see the Tiara topped water tower added to the mountain. Disney says that we should expect to see the new water tower installed later this summer. Now, Tiana's Bayou Adventure remains on target to open in late 2024 at the Magic Kingdom. So there you go. Late 2024. Somebody was like, I can't believe they're going to be able to do it that fast. And I said, oh, no, they've been building this ride for years already. Like, yeah, you know, honestly, it's it's just a reskin also. It's not well, like I mean, but they've been building these animatronics. I think people think that they didn't start building the animatronics until they closed Splash Mountain down. Like they're yeah, building- the announcement took forever. Yeah, they've been building those animatronics. Those animatronics have been done for a long time. <laughs> All right. So, it's, like uh, that, it's like that Hillary Clinton animatronic that we were positive they were halfway done. With. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a new, and I'm putting that in finger quotes, walkway is now open in the Magic Kingdom, and that is the walkway that connects Tron Light Cycle Run to the Storybook Circus. So that was, okay. you know, I say quote-unquote new because that was always there, but it, it's been closed for years during the construction of Tron Light Cycle Run. Right. That was always one of my favorite little, like, escapes in Disney because nobody really knew it was there. Nobody used it. And now it'll be like a secluded little walkway. Except it won't be because everyone's going to use it now. Yeah. Um, let's see what it says. With Tron Light Cycle Run now in soft opening, Disney has removed the uh, rolling bushes along Tomorrowland Launch Bay and allows get, and are allowing guests to enter the area around the Tron Marquee. 
Even guests without a virtual queue or Lightning Lane reservation can access the Energy Byte snack kiosk and take the walkway to Storybook Circus. The new walkway is a convenient shortcut to move between Tomorrowland and Fantasyland in less than a minute and offers some great views of the outdoor section of the ride. I mean, the whole like get to, from tomorrow from Fantasyland to Tomorrowland in under a minute, that is definitely a good like, you know, selling point yeah. of this. Oh, absolutely. It's such a cool it's such a good shortcut. I mean, for for a while it was a smoking location. So, you know, you'd walk in there and you have to make your way through a cloud of cigarette smoke to get through, but Yeah. The Lightning Lane pricing has been revealed for Tron Light Cycle Run. Oh, I didn't hear this. Tell yes, me. Yes, access to Lightning Lane at Tron Light Cycle Run will cost $20 plus tax per person on the first day of its soft opening. The $20 Lightning Lane fee at Tron is less than Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, which is priced at $25, but more than Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which is priced at $17. Guests of a Disney Resort hotel and other select hotels can purchase the Lightning Lane selection at 7 a.m. on the day of their park visit. Uh, this includes guests of Walt Disney World Swan Hotel, Walt Disney World Dolphin Hotel, and Shades of Green Resort. All other guests can make their first selection when the park opens. Soft openings for the new Magic Kingdom roller coaster have been taking place since March 20th and will continue through April 2nd. Um, it will officially open to guests on April the 4th, 2023. So... There you go. All right. Now, guests need to have valid admission to the park, obviously, to join uh, to join the virtual queue. There are two daily opportunities to request to join a virtual queue for Tron Light Cycle Run. The first is 7 a.m. Uh, you do not need to be in the park because the park won't be open uh, when you join, but you must have a, a reservation for Magic Kingdom for that day. Then again at 1 p.m. Um, and then the virtual queue will still be in place when Tron Light Cycle Run opens on April 4th. So it looks like, and it looks like they're not getting rid of the virtual queue for Guardians just yet. Yeah, they're going to run them both. Yeah, so it looks like they got them both going. I mean, from what I heard, the soft opening, it was like like seconds and it was gone. Like Makes if you, sense. Yeah, like it was just, like within five seconds. I'm, if that's for both, for 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. Like people are just not getting it. But you could pay $20 per person and go on it, I guess. But apparently that sold out in minutes, too. I believe it. I mean, even like Rise, like Rise still sells out. Like, Yeah. I mean, because the newest thing in the park always has. The, but here's the thing. Like, I was so looking forward to when Tron opened because I was like, oh, you know, at least this is going to take some of the the pressure off of um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. But it's not going to because of the virtual queue. Right. So seven it's not going to yet. Yeah. Seven Doors Mine Train is going to still be a 100 plus minute wait every day. Right. Uh, Energy Bites at Tron Light Cycle Run is now open. And this is alongside the soft opening of Tron. The new snack kiosk is open to all Magic uh, Kingdom guests. Energy Bites offers breakfast items, savory snacks, sweet treats, and beverages inspired by Tomorrowland. That includes the... Uh, beef and broccoli digital dumplings with broccoli, pesto, crispy garlic, and ginger soy broth. Buffalo chicken digital dumplings, which actually sounds good, with celery, never mind. Uh, dehydrated blue <laughs> cheese and cayenne pepper broth. Celery and I are a no, it's an instant no-go. You don't eat celery. Anything with celery, I will not eat it. Wow. I, everyone's like, it tastes like, you know, like, like you know, nothing. And I'm like, well, then why do why do you eat it? I don't hate celery. Oh I can't goodness. say I go out of my way to eat it, but like, like just the thought of biting into 
a, a stick of celery and like those little hairs that are inside of it. Yeah, like, I was gonna say you don't like the stringy nature of it. it. Yeah, no, I don't like anything about. There's nothing about the celery experience that I'm like. That's for me. I get it. All right, so starting with breakfast, you will find chocolate cake donut holes topped with mocha sauce and a Joffrey's cold brew coffee topped with also topped with mocha sauce. Uh, these dumplings look pretty good. It looks like the celery might be in the middle of the dish, not inside the dumplings, which would make this a good bet for me. On the sweeter side, you could try a strawberry iso form with strawberry ice cream mochi, graham crackers, and cheesecake foam. And finally, there is the watermelon refresher with yuzu and ginger. That's it for Magic now, Kingdom. Are you, are you a mochi guy? I love mochi. I can't get into it. I, I want to like it. Oh, it's really good. I really like the chewy nature of it. Like, I, that's like why I don't like. I like it. everything about the mochi experience. It is the anti-celery to me. You're probably right. It is very anti-celery. Yeah, I, I just something about it I can't get into. Is it the texture? Yes. I, I mean, what else could it be? Yeah, you know, it's I mean, all that's flavors. So I've never had the mochi ice cream, but I'm I'm dying to try it. Have you ever had the mochi donut? No, there is a mochi donut place uh, right by here. It's actually right by where the original uh, Gideon's Bakehouse is here in Orlando, Okay, which is pretty close to my house. But we have not gotten to Mochi Nut, as it's called, um, you know, in time yet because they sell out every day. Right. Every day. So it's not just Disney that's always selling out of things, Pete. It's it's all of Orlando. You got to beat area. back people with a stick in order to get the things that you want. Popular tourist area. But I mean, we go to the like there's there's a lot of uh, Asian grocery stores around here. Okay. Like, like way more. Like I remember when I when I lived in in Jersey, like to get to an Asian grocery store, you had to go to like like near West New York. Um which is far from where we were in Cranford. I'm saying this to Pete because he knows and, you know, right. <laughs> I realize that we're talking to thousands of people right now who don't know. But uh, we have a bunch here in Orlando and, you know, we go to them all the time. So there's usually mochi in, in the pantry at some point. All right. Epcot news. Disney has revealed some information on the new Epcot nighttime show, which is still unnamed. According to Disney, the new show will feature an original composition and evocative selections from the Disney songbook all woven together to remind us that we are more alike than different. Uh, expected to debut fall 2023, the show will continue to use music, pyrotechnics, lasers, and lighting. The new show will be the permanent replacement for Harmonious, which will close at the end of March 2023. Epcot Forever will run as an interim show while the new show is developed for its fall debut. Disney has also previously confirmed that there will be a phased removal of the fireworks platform in World Showcase Lagoon. The much-loathed a maligned fireworks platform. I mean, it's bad. Yeah. Harmonious, which debuted as part of Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary and was the brainchild of former CEO and man whose name is Dirt, Bob Chapek, has faced <laughs> heavy guest criticism for the daytime impact on the view across World Showcase Lagoon and disappointing. And it has also been disappointing as a show to people. I have not. I, I never saw Harmonious. Really, I've seen it a couple times. And I have I no like desire, it, but I saw whatever. I saw Enchantment once. I don't think it's worth the wild look during the daytime. Yeah. Well, and but here's my thing: when, when they announced this, I was like, "Oh, chill out, everyone," because like they were like, "Oh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have them be fountains during the day, and they're gonna be like, you know, like water's gonna be shooting up and like to music and stuff like that." And 
I was like, oh, that's cool. They they doesn't. It just sits there like a. Like yeah, I was gonna say I've never seen. I mean, I've seen. I know that they put the fountains on because I've seen a picture of it. Right. But I've never seen it when I'm there. Let me tell you something. I'm there a lot more than you are, and I've never seen it. It just looks like Thanos is like attacking the Earth. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Or it's like some Stargate that you have to like go through to get to Imagination Land. If yeah, something. something is like trying to terraform Epcot, right? So it's just insane looking. Uh, so much like in the Magic Kingdom news, a new walkway is now open in Epcot. Okay. Yes, Disney has taken another small step toward completing the center of Epcot by opening a new walkway between World Celebration and World Nature. The walkway runs alongside Journey of Water inspired by Moana and gives guests a quick route from Spaceship Earth to the Living Seas with Nemo and Friends area. So I'm looking at the pictures of it right now, and I am thankful to see that it's there because navigating around those walls is never fun. You know, when those walls went up, I can remember like being there like my first trip after like, the construction started yeah. and being like, man, this is crazy. And it's like... I think about how long ago that trip was. Oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. It's Ep- been years of this. Epcot has been a wall world after all for years. For a long time. Um, so I'm just looking forward to the day where all the walls come down and we have our brand new spanking Epcot. To... Yep. Um, Akershus Princess Breakfast and Lunch is returning to Epcot. Breakfast and Lunch with the Disney Princesses return as of May 14th at Akershus Royal Banquet. And Disney has released the menus and pricing for this uh, for this whole thing. So breakfast at Akershus Royal Banquet is $53 for an adult, and lunch is $63. The table service restaurant in the Norwood Pavilion at Epcot reopened for dinner in November 2022, but breakfast and lunch were not offered. Uh, I'm looking at some of the, the things here. There's like really nice heart-shaped waffles and looks like eggs and bacon and croissants and meats and cheeses and fruits and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and do no, we know, is this a character meal? I be, Yes, it is with the Disney princesses. Okay. So we don't know who's there yet, though. I don't think so. Um, so, so the breakfast menu is breakfast pastries and accompaniments, mixed fruit, potato casserole, scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, and Norwegian waffles. Um, oh, also, by the way, with Trails End, I forgot to mention there were Mickey waffles on the on the skillet as well. I, forgot, I can't believe I forgot that. The lunch menu is field green salad with lingonberry vinaigrette, uh, lefse with cardamom cinnamon butter. <sighs> I'm not even going to try to say this. Traditional kiot cake? I don't know. It's like nor- it's a Norwegian <laughs> meatball. Okay, folks? <laughs> I said I wasn't going to try to say it, and then I tried to say it. Which is funny because I believe they had the same thing at the Arendelle restaurant on The Wish. And I got it, and it was good. And it was delicious? It's delicious, yes. Is it like a Swedish meatball? No, it's a Norwegian meatball. Is it like a Swedish meatball? Well, I mean, you know, what's a Swedish meatball really? They're small, right? These were a little bigger than Swedish meatballs. But you've never had a Swedish meatball? It's different. I have, but like at Ikea. Dude, the Ikea ones are delicious. Yeah, I know. They're really good. (laughs) That Ikea, like... uh, cafeteria has no right to be as good as it is it is weird that it's so good right Right? uh so they also have mashed potatoes and gravy grilled salmon with herb butter green beans red cabbage macaroni and cheese killing og melballer which is norwegian chicken and dumplings and corn dog nuggets the corn dog nuggets seem a little out of place (laughs) (laughs) if your kids don't want the killing og melballer they can have corn dog nuggets (laughs) Or if you're a picky eating wife. <laughs> All right. And that's the news this week. 
All right. We had a That's lot of news. Hit. We had a lot of news. We had a bird attack. We had, yep. uh, you know, a lot going on. I hear I'm going to give you a bit of uh, Disney merch news. Because, oh, please you know, do. I love this. This is how I woke up this morning. I like woke up and I picked up my phone like so many people do. And I don't know why my first thought was to go to Shop Disney. <laughs> and t- I have a couple key words that I always look for at Shop Disney, just in case they put something new up, right? right. I always look for like Haunted Mansion, of course, right? right. There's never really anything I care about or new. Um, and then I will look for my next keyword that I look for is droid. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. They don't really sell droid stuff there, but like, you know, whatever. It's something I'm into. How many droids Today, do you I'm need? Looking, and I just start scrolling through slowly. There's only like eight things. And one of them is they, they finally made BD1. What? From. Oh, no, I know what he's from, but like, yeah. like what, like. What do you mean they made him? Like they made him like a life size one. Him on Shop Disney today. I mean, I guess technically he's life size. He's like ten inches tall. Yeah, it's he's life remote size. control. He uses the same remote that the droids from Droid Depot do. So what, I got to tell you, I mean, there's no way his legs go up and down and he walks. Uh, well, so that's the interesting thing. It says he moves, you know, front and back and side to side. I'm really curious. How much was this going for? A hundred nine ninety nine, which is standard droid price. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. So my buddy uh, and his, his wife and kids were here um, just last week, and they did the droids right. and, the light, and the lightsaber. So, you know, I didn't go in with them, but, you know, they were all super happy. And I, I was wondering to myself, how many of those droids you actually have? Uh, it's scary. I, I showed you the picture of my droid little workshop I made. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of droids. But so I'm really happy to have this one coming. Um, although I will say, I bet you he's not for sale in Galaxy's Edge. Correct. Probably not. Because the box, they actually show a picture of him in the box. Uh-huh. And it's like littered with like Star Wars. And I'm oh, like, oh, yeah, I know. That's interesting. Galaxy's Edge ain't giving you that. Yeah. No, and didn't the, didn't the Captain RX-24 um, speaker and remote control have Star Wars on it? No. No, nah, he's in the same style box though, like the other uh, droids are. Interesting. Um, oh, one last thing before we uh, take a quick, uh, well, not really a break. We're going to actually take an actual little break, but, you know, to you guys, it's going to be like a second. But uh, the uh, the Patreon, people have been asking about that. We are putting the final touches on it. I'm oh. hoping that we can be able to launch it with the next episode. So for those of you that have been inquiring about, um, you know, the Two Men in the Mouse Patreon, I appreciate your, uh, uh, you know, your interest in it, and it is coming to you hopefully in the next two weeks. So, you know, very we'll, exciting. Yeah, very very exciting. And you know, uh, you know, and like I said, if you guys w- if you guys want extras, then that's what the Patreon is for. If you just want the show as it is, then you're always going to have the show as it is, you know, for free forever. So, you know, it you don't have to worry about like, oh, they're putting the show behind a paywall. That's not what we're doing. We're just going to have extra stuff behind a paywall. <laughs> I don't like the word paywall, but <laughs> it's such a negative connotation in today's world. Like, <laughs> like Disney Dreamlight Valley's behind a paywall. Or like, <laughs> oh, you looked like you felt so dirty even saying it, I was literally sec- pained. The second time you had to say paywall was like, oh. Well, because I was saying we're not putting it behind a paywall, and that kind of filled me with, like, you know, gusto. And then when I realized that there is stuff that we're putting behind it, one of those things saying the word made me feel dirty i felt like i worked for ea oh that's great (laughs) i work for ea games all right we are going to uh take a 
well, I I don't even know what to say at this point anymore because normally I would say like we're gonna take a commercial break, but we don't have commercials anymore. So, uh, all right, folks, we are going to step away for literally a second. I, we're gonna have to work on what I need to say here for an outro. <laughs> we'll be right back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. Hey, listeners, this is Mark Daniel, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, one of the most important elements of a Walt Disney World vacation is the resort, the place that you lay your head down at the end of the night, the place where your family comes home that becomes your home for the duration of your trip. It is a place to relax, a place to eat, a place to enjoy the company of your family, and let's be real, a place to poop. Right? I'm not yeah, wrong. No, you got That's what you're doing. You're sleeping, you're showering, you're pooping. That's pretty much it. Uh, but... We wanted to, with so many Walt Disney World resorts out there that have so many, many wonderful amenities, Pete and I were wondering, what would the ultimate Walt Disney World resort entail? And we figured this is a perfect opportunity for one of our Two Men in the Mouse draft episodes. Uh, so if you've never heard of draft before, essentially the way it works is Pete and I are each going to build our ideal Disney resort. Okay? And um, it is going to consist of one themed pool one table service restaurant, one quick service restaurant, one lounge, one lobby, and one and one guest room style. And then you guys on our Facebook discussion group, facebook.com slash group slash two men in the mouse, you guys are going to be able to uh, vote on who you thought had the better resort, who, which resort you'd rather stay at, either the Grand Kev or the Pedonesian. <laughs> that's so, funny did you just come up with yeah, that yeah it's off my head is that is that, is that, uh, is that offensive <laughs> I don't know I don't know if that's offensive um not yet but in, in 10 years I'll be cancelled for it uh, okay so typically we start things off with a coin toss to see who oh. picks first does that mean I have to go get a coin I mean you are the one with the cash register okay alright then you got a vamp for me okay. I'll be right back uh, I'm going to uh, commentate here Pete is walking around the boxes. He is walking around the display of Shazam! Fury of the Gods, the Warner Brothers DC Comics movie that bombed at the box office, bringing in a paltry $3 million for Thursday previews. Uh, Got to be uh, feeling really, really sad to be James Gunn right about now, having just uh, you know, announced to the world uh, about a month or two prior that Shazam! Fury of the Gods meant nothing and would have no impact on the DC Universe going forward. Uh, still watching as Pete is uh, fiddling around with the cash register there. Uh, looking at all of the awesome statues over there in Rogue Comics, uh, still reflecting on just the complete and utter failure of Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which I have to say, folks, I was a little disappointed in because I really liked the first Shazam. You know, like, it was fun. It was like a Marvel movie in the DC Universe, and I really dug that, as opposed to, like, The Eternals, which was a DC movie in the Marvel Universe, and I hated that. So, you know, I... I, But, you know, I'm part of the problem because I haven't seen Shazam! Fury of the Gods yet. Uh, And, you know, better move fast because John Wick and Super Mario is coming down the pipe next. I mean, that's going to have the potential to be the biggest kids movie of the year. I mean, I think easily. Like, I'm thinking Minions level on this one, folks. I really... I I can't believe it's taking him this long to find a coin. (laughs) I might have to, like, stop and... uh, I'm running out of things to talk about. Um, You know what? Let's talk about Zack Snyder and the DC Snyderverse, okay? We're going to talk about how horrible 
Zack Snyder is. How Zack Snyder has completely destroyed the DCU. Oh, hey. <laughs> you would think that would have been faster, huh? <laughs> yeah. You was, I went on an entire rant about how Shazam Fury of the Gods made no money, and then I that took me into the Snyderverse. I heard it was good, though. You didn't see it either. No, come on. Oh, so you're also part of the problem. I'm part well, of the problem. Think... I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, I can't bring myself to go see it. Why? Because it doesn't matter? No, I saw Shazam 1, and I really liked it. I loved Shazam 1. But I don't need to see it in the theater. Really? You see, like, every superhero movie that comes out in theaters, though. Well, not everyone. Are you going to go see The Flash? Of course, that's going to be great. What if Michael Keaton's in 10 minutes of this movie? He's not. You don't know that. I'm pretty sure. Mm, I know Ben Affleck has confirmed he's only in like five minutes of the movie. Yeah, that I believe. (laughs) Because Ben Affleck went on that tirade (laughs) recently. He was like, by the way, no matter what they try to show you in these commercials, I'm in this movie for five minutes. Yeah, that I get. Okay, are you ready to jump into this? I think we've amped for long enough. Are you ready? I'm going to I'm going to little heads and tails action. Okay. Um what do you want? You want heads or tails? Um tails never fails. So All right, let's tails. do it. Ready? Oh, could you hear that? No, I couldn't. Oh, it is heads. It is heads. What, what? You got the first pick. All right, my friend. It is I feel so, like I never get the first pick. That's Yeah, so you tell cuz tails usually never fails. And mm-hmm. this time it did apparently. It's trying to make a Sonic Where's... the Hedgehog joke. Out of that Tales Never Fails things, but, you know, I had nothing. I'm running on empty. I just had to vamp for three minutes, so. All right, so, so where to, you're saying where to start with, like, if you're going to make a resort? I mean, you can pick any of the categories that we have established here. And once, once Pete picks something, folks, I can't have it. Would so. you hate, would you hate me if I just picked every, every single thing I picked was just the Star Cruiser? <laughs> yes. <laughs> as far as I know, the Star Cruiser doesn't have a themed pool. So yeah, let me go to the pool first. None, because yeah. you're in space. There is no pool in space. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there are such a thing as indoor pools. Couldn't you have an indoor pool in space? No, no pool. No in one space. wants it. You're in space. Enjoy space. You want to float? Go float in space. <laughs> you don't need water. Uh, chlorine. You know how bad chlorine is for your skin. You know what else is bad for your skin? The vacuum of space. Uh, all right, I'm going to go first. Okay. I'm going to go with pool because I think it's the most important <sighs> thing. Man, and I know what you're going to take, and I'm mad because it was what I was going to take, so go ahead. Well, you know what? I really feel like there's only two choices for this. There is, yeah. Um, So, I mean, really, you know, you could take yours down the road. It won't matter. I'm not going to pick a second pool. Of course. Uh, I'm going to go with the best pool on property. It is an attraction all to itself. Yep. You need to magic band in and out of this pool for a reason. It is the, is it Storm Along Bay? Is that the name of it? I think it is. At a beach club. It is, I'm not a pool person. I don't go to Disney World to swim. I mean, I could. you'd rather be in space. Yeah, I would much rather be doing, I'd much rather be in Spaceship Earth. I'd rather be doing like attractions and dinners. And uh, this pool is so good. I can't help but go in it. It's it's amazing. Sand bottom. I mean, you're talking amazing water slide that twists. The water and slides turns. insane. I mean, we went we went recently, and my kids because we took like a midday break. Animal Kingdom, right? You can only do so much. So we right, were back in the room, and I'm like, "Hey, do you guys want to go in the pool?" And I'm fully expecting them to be like, "Let's do this!" Right. And my daughter's on her phone, and she's like, "Not really." I'm Oof. Like, oh. Okay. So and you went in the like, pool. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so me and Heather are like, cool. All right, we're going to the pool. See you guys later. And we just like went and like went to the pool. Yeah. It's just such a nice pool. 
It is a gorgeous Amazing. pool. I mean, like to the point where my fiance is always like, we need to stay at Beach Club one day just to go in this pool. Because... Yeah, just for the pool. That and you know, it's always one of those weird, fascinating things that you know you can take kids to Disney World, right, and put them on every unbelievable ride ever, and you know, fill them with hot dog nuggets every day. And when you know their teacher asks them, "Hey, what did you do on summer break?" and I went to Disney. What was your favorite part? It, it's like inevitable that they're going to say the pool. You think? Yeah, kids love pools, man. It's like a fact. I mean, I guess I never got over that from being a kid because I still love pools. Right. Um, That's my choice. All right. A solid choice. Now, in times gone by, I would have done something really stupid like take a pool right now <laughs> because I didn't understand how drafts work. And then you would have laughed at me because I just took another pool after you just took a pool, right. knowing that you can't take another pool. So I am not going to do that. I agree. This is the worst draft idea in the world because whatever you pick now, I will choose last. Right. Because really, uh, we're just going to have to go opposites. So yeah, I am going to, I think, go uh, table service restaurant now. I think okay. that's, I think a good table service restaurant is the backbone of a resort, you know? And for me, when it comes to resort dining, when it comes to a can't miss dining experience, not just a, you know, just a restaurant. I mean, we're talking full on dining experience here. There's no beating Ohana at the Polynesian Village Resort, right? Uh, that's a great one. And uh, that is what I would have taken. Yeah, I, I had was, a feeling. I was making that pick. However, I would have never drafted a restaurant first. Why? There's so much good dining in the restaurants. I mean, I just figured that you were going to take Ohana and I wanted it. I get it. I get it. You had to get the, the Ohana. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I don't know. I get it. And it is, it is magical. Yeah. I mean, look, there's nothing better than getting Ohana right at fireworks time. They pump the music in. You get to sit there and watch it in the big windows right there. Uh, you know, it, uh, they are, I believe, bringing, are they, no, I don't think they're bringing skewers around. So I think they still bring you platters. Yeah. They're like, uh, they Gosh. don't do the skewers now. They bring them. I, it's funny. I was just there. They bring them yeah. in, um, bowls and stuff. Bowl, yeah. Like big bowls. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I went to, uh, I was in Disney in January, right? With the boys. Right. And we brought Sean, you know, Sean, right? Yeah. I Love brought Sean. my friend Sean. Sean is like a reserved human being. Wait, not... you brought Sean to Disney? I brought Sean to Disney. Sean's like the least Disney person I would ever imagine you bringing to you Disney. You know what? I understand why you say that, but he really isn't. Okay. But Sean does not go on vacation. I'm like, okay, we're we're taking Sean. It's going to be fun. It was either going to be a, a huge disaster. Right. Or it was going to be fun. Right. So we did a re I don't think anyone was really ready for the style of this trip as it was a little eat style, like nonstop excitement trip. But we went to Magic Kingdom on day one and I feel like Sean liked it. He was like, Oh, this is cute. Maybe I understand why you guys like it. So had he so never much. been there before? He's never really, that's not true. He would, he would yell at me for saying he hasn't been there. Okay. He went in high school with, I believe, his school band. Okay. So the answer is no, he's never really been. There. How large of a group is this here? This was a four this was a four person group. So, so you, Sean, Nolan, and who else? And my buddy Dave. Okay. So we uh so we went to Magic Kingdom on the first day and Sean liked it and he had a good time. Oh, I'm having the best time. I go, okay, I can tell when Sean's like, he thinks it's cool, but not you know, not right, really. He's not right. into it. We went to Ohana for dinner that night. Mm-hmm. 
I'm telling you, we sat there for two hours pretty much because the food just kind of kept coming and, you know, some of my party drinks and, and this meal just like changed Sean's like entire trip. Right. You just literally saw his eyes open on in this meal. Like the, this was what changed everything for the whole trip. It was the, great. The magic of Walt Disney World exists within the Ohana noodles. It is actually a uh, a little known fact. I had a friend go last year and had the noodles and I go, I hated the noodles. They weren't good. What? I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, you know what? You're totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I know like, it's that is hundred percent false. I know it's your opinion, but mm, you're wrong. Oh man. And then you can like add some of the meat to the noodles and you make like a little like lo mein, like a little shrimp lo mein or chicken lo mein. And you know, it's funny when I've gone, I've gone even recently and I have found like the beef isn't fantastic, but when I was just there, Man, the beef was so good. The last time I was there, it was really good too. I was there. I was there a year ago, actually, for my birthday. It's just so good. Yeah, we're we're trying to get um, reservations in um, coming up for um, my future brother-in-law's birthday. So okay, we're trying to get that for him because we're going to be on the wish for my birthday. So right, we'll be eating at one of the three restaurants that night. Um, okay, so I took Ohana. You have the beach club pool. All right, what are you taking next? That's a great question. And what what are my uh, potential categories again? Okay, so you have taken a themed pool. You still need a table service restaurant, a quick Uh service restaurant, a lounge, a lobby, and a guest room. Hmm. You know, it's funny. Lobbies, I really like a lot of them. So I feel like that can wait. You know what? I'm going to go with something that I feel is pretty important. Okay. And maybe wouldn't be, you know, the thing you would pick. So it's weird. I actually feel like all the remaining categories are, I think we would be different on no matter what. All right. I'm going to go to Caribbean Beach for a hot second. All right. And I'm going to take their extremely versatile and useful food court. Yes. That's a good one. That is a really good poll. As someone who has been there with small children. I can't tell you how many times you need like a snack or you got to put food in them because they weren't eating when they were in the park. And but the amount of times I ended up at this food court unexpectedly. Right. It was amazing. Like it always came through for me. I don't want to go to a restaurant. I don't need to go buy. I literally just need to get a, you know, a, a sandwich in this kid or maybe he'll eat some chicken nugget. Like, right. It completely helps. And I actually really like it. And they always have ample seating. Love that also. And it's Love bright and that. colorful. Yep. Love it. That was a good pull. Man, that was a good one. I, I have no idea what I'm going to pick for. So here's my problem is I could pick uh, the Polynesian for literally every single th- thing on I this. I know. No. Because like I I legitimately think it's like the best in like almost all of these categories. Um. Okay. So what am I going to take now? I think I am going to go um, with my lounge, actually. Okay. Now, for the purposes of not creating a clone of the Polynesian Village Resort, I'm going to venture outside. I think a lot of people would have thought I would have taken Trader Sam's. I'm not going to do that. I am taking the Top of the World Lounge from uh, Disney's Contemporary Resort. Top of the World Lounge. It is a DVC okay. only, but in my resort, open to all. I don't discriminate based uh, on DVC. Right. So I have been to the top of the world lounge. Um, actually only one time I went with our buddy, Jason Odegaard, uh, formerly of the DDP today podcast, a good friend of the show. And 
you know, it is it gives you the most stunning view of the Magic Kingdom I've ever seen. Like you think it's good from California Grill, it's better from Top of the World Lounge. Right. Uh yeah, it, it is um, you know, it's basically um a circular area. So, you know, you're able to there's windows in all in in different directions and but when you are looking out and you're seeing that uh those fireworks go off, it is a thing of magic and beauty. And again, I know I picked something with a fireworks view. Uh that's two things now <laughs> with a fireworks view. But yeah, top of the world lounge. I think it's I think it's can't be beat. And you know, it's I'm almost sad, like I know DVC people love that it's DVC only, but I'm almost sad that like not everybody gets to experience top of the world lounge because it is so cool. Uh, I really feel like I should take a lobby. Okay. There is a part of me that like has like a a love for Caribbean beaches lobby because of. Uh, you know, the very first time I ever went on vacation there. Yeah, but you're trying to get people to go to your resort. You're not. Oh, trying no, no. To... I'm not going to choose it. I'm just telling you that I actually love it. I was about it. to say, like, I feel like the Caribbean Beach lobby now. Like, no, no. It's not even the same lobby anymore. Nope. But listen, in 1998, when I went, that was my first, like, walk into Disney. You know what I mean? Okay. I'd never been there before. And I went into this lobby and it was, like, brandy new at the time. And they had, you know, steel drums playing. And it was fantastic. They were giving I out just shrimp. Was like, they gave me a shrimp. Come on. Like this nothing nothing shrimp beats and... that. Uh, funny. What lobby is the best lobby? Mm. I find that, you know, I love Beach Club. I don't love their lobby at all, actually. Yeah, I don't love the Beach um, Club's lobby either. I don't like how all the essential things you need, like check-in, are kind of tucked away into corners. Yep. Um, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to take the Poly lobby. I had a feeling. That is a can't miss lobby. Now, are you taking you know, it in its current state or with the waterfall? I'll. I mean, I will take it current. I, okay. think, I think it has a lot of character. Um, I like it. There, listen. There's two other lobbies I thought about taking because I really love them. Also, one of them but, is probably the one I'm going to take. I mean, I would think so. Um, yeah, I mean, the poly lobby is pretty great. It really is. Do you want to institute a rule that says once you pick something from one resort, you can't pick you can't pick another thing from that resort? Huh. I don't know if to I make... can do that now. No, because you picked three different resorts so far. Right. But like what if I already had something else planned? Yeah, I feel like that's too late of a too late in the game to change the rules now, huh? Right, we're like halfway through. Right. Okay. Never mind. It was it'd be a good idea for a future draft. <laughs> <laughs> um God, what haven't you picked yet? Um, I still have lounge. Um, you still have to do, but restaurant. I pick lounge. You you still have re- table service restaurant. Yep. Um, and I so I still have to pick pool. Uh, quick service lobby and guest room. I mean, if you want to do it, I'll I'll try and abide. No, I don't think I want to do it. All right. <sighs> All right. I am gonna go with, um, you know, I'm, 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 I feel like I'm just gonna go with one of the ones that you've already, one of the topics that you've already breached because we're getting to that point. Right. I am gonna pick a, um, a lobby. Okay. okay. And I am sticking to the Magic Kingdom area. Okay, I'm really curious about this because there yes. are two that I really love. And I am going to the one and only Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Wow. Not either of the two that I like. What were you thinking? And I do like the Wilderness Lodge one, so you're spot on with that. It is. Uh, the, I'll, I'll go into it in a second, but which two were you thinking? 
the two that I like, I, you know what? As a matter of fact, it's the only, I really like the Grand Floridian. Lobby. I do too, but it's, it's a little too much for me sometimes. I agree. And it wouldn't have been the one I picked. The one I really would have picked, which to be honest with you, is the Wilderness Lodge Lobby times 10 is the Animal Kingdom Lodge Lobby. You know what? I've actually never been in the Animal Kingdom Lodge Lobby. I've been I in believe the... it's the same designer. I've stayed at Kadani Village, and I've been in the Kadani okay. Village Lobby, and that wasn't much. Oh, dude, the 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 like the sight lines and everything in the lobby at Animal Kingdom Lodge are amazing. Okay, I, I don't feel like it has the character that the the Poly Lobby has, but well, now I feel would... now I feel like explaining the Wilderness Lodge is gonna you know just be just be silly at this point. Why? That's a wonderful <laughs> lobby. It is. It's a wonderful, wonderful lobby. So the Wilderness Lodge. I mean, the defining feature of the Wilderness Lodge lobby is the enormous fireplace, right? I mean, like, that's what you come to Wilderness Lodge to see. The huge fireplace, it gives a nice, cozy, rustic atmosphere. We all we all absolutely love it. Um, and then at Christmas time, though, at Christmas time, this lodge is one of, this, this lobby is one of the best places in Walt Disney World to experience Christmas because they put an enormous Christmas tree next to this fireplace, and it looks absolutely spectacular. I, I, you're like, I love it. I'm almost positive, by the way, it's the same designer as, as Animal Kingdom Lodge. Really? Uh, yeah. Huh. I'll have to confirm that at some point. And maybe I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure maybe Grand Californian in California is the same as Animal Kingdom Lodge. You're that or they're just eerily similar. Right. In the Wilderness Lodge lobby, I think two trips ago, we were kind of traveling and doing something. I ended up there and it's, it, it's fantastic. Absolutely. All right, it is your pick. You have to pick a table service, a lounge, and guest room. Huh. Guest room is, is guest room stumps me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I I was weary about even putting that in, but like, I don't know what, what, a, what decor do you like the most? I guess. Right? Is there a guest room I love? Hmm. I do. I will say this about guest rooms in general. I do like that Disney has been incorporating a little bit of Disney into guest rooms. You know, one of my favorite things the first time I stayed at a Disney resort was um, like it was when I stayed at the Poly and there was like a picture of Mickey on the wall at one point. And I was like, yeah. yes, that's what I like. That's what I want. That's what I'm here for. Like, I, I want to be immersed in it. I don't I know a lot of people are like, stop injecting IP into everything. But I'm like, I'm here for the IP. You know, I never felt like when I first started going, I, I always thought it was weird that there was no Disney in my room. Yeah. Well, I was always like, this is odd. Other than, and like, I the hand mean, soap. Like, I don't mean crazy cartoon or anything like that, but nothing really. Like, no hidden Mickeys, barely. You know, right, like, it right. was kind of just like, mm, not really anything. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to a restaurant. Let's do it. Table service? Yep. All right. What you got? I'm going to take California Grill. Okay. Good pull. Honestly, if you, like it's got a, if you it's had, got a lot going for it, if you had taken um, Ohana, that was what I was going to take. Yeah, I, I feel like they're one and two. It's yeah. pretty clear cut. Um, locations wonderful, views wonderful, foods wonderful. I feel like that's that's definitely something that draws people to the hotel. Maybe who aren't even staying there. So uh, that's that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Uh, so I am going to go with a guest room right now. Now, let me okay. ask you a question. When we say guest room, are we talking like, and I know I'm the one that came up with this, so I should be the one answering this, but I envisioned it as you get it all, including the view. 
You get it all, including the view. Like the view is a big deal about the guest rooms for me, isn't it? Like, right. What do you? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I guess with that, you know. Well, then that means I'm taking Animal Kingdom Lodge. Hmm, okay. The, with Savannah View. I mean, you know, you could also. I, I don't know. Maybe it's not fair to 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 say in the fourth quarter that we're taking that, but I still am taking Animal Kingdom because when I stayed in at Kadani Village, I loved the room. Yeah, listen, I I I'm all about that. Oh right, my friend. It is it is uh your turn again. Animal Kingdom Lodge, very whimsically decorated rooms. I mean, like you yep. you really feel immersed in like the animal kingdom, you know, like right. something might have draft spots on it or something. So I really really dug the the rooms at this resort. Now, does this mean I can take like those crazy Polynesian rooms where you're like in the little like hut that's in the water? No, no, because that's not in the. That, you can't have an entire place filled with that. Well, what if it's like a whole bunch of pods? You know what? That's why I'm actually going to eliminate uh, from from vo- from voting consideration for the the Mausers. I am eliminating the Savannah View from my Don't Animal Kingdom. It's huge. I'm I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah, no, but I don't think it's fair because not every room can face the Savannah. But what if you didn't, uh, you know, what if you wouldn't choose that? What if that wasn't your choice without the Savannah view? No, I mean, I, I still really like those rooms. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be as fair as possible. I, felt I that... love how meekly you're, you're like, no, no, I still like those rooms. Yeah, no, they're nice. <laughs> you went all Kermit there for a second. It's mm, pretty funny. No, you know, they're nice. Uh, all right, so you got to do uh, lounge or guest room now. Lounge or guest room? I'll go lounge. And there's really only one choice for you here. Yeah, and you know why I'm going to take it? Why? I really like exclusive merchandise. Ah. So Trader Sam's. Trader Sam's. I now, gotta be honest with you. I I I see all the like tiki mugs they put out, and I know this is not why anyone goes there, other yeah. than me. But I'm like, man, I just I love when you can get something in Disney World that's exclusive to one spot. Here's where you get it. Mm-hmm. You can come and do this. Well, I mean, and they do specialty stuff for like they they did um like the hitchhiking ghost tiki mug at one point. Yep. It was only available yep. for one day, and it was a huge line. They did um. Uh, yeah, on Friday the thirteenth, they always like give out black pearls instead of the like the white pearl that you can get. Yep. So it's interesting. Now let me tell you something. I have I have not been indoors at Trader Sam's in a very long time. Years and years. I'm talking about. It's okay. cool, but it's small. Right. I what I really love with Trader Sam's is the outside seating area on the deck. Watching the electric water pageant, listening to the ukulele player by that outside waterfall. Love it. That's one of my parents' favorite places. So, you know, we always love going there and sitting down. Uh, how many times have you been to Trader Sam's? Uh, only once, actually, believe it or not. Really? Yep. Surprised by that. All right. It is now my turn. So that means I have to choose. Um, let's see. I have to choose a pool and a quick service restaurant. God, I am still really toiling over this quick service restaurant. It's Be- hard. That's because, not easy. Because you know what? At the end of the day, I am really like, like I really wanted like for the the sake of like the the integrity of like the draft. I didn't want to take two from the same resort. Right. 
but I'm like feeling drawn to it because I gotta because my backup I'm realizing is actually not probably right because my backup would have been Port Orleans French Quarter food court with the beignets. Mm, but technically beignets. you don't get the beignets in the food court. You get the beignets in a little offshoot loungy area just off the food court. Right? Yep. So I don't think that counts. And that means I mean when you think about quick service dining, I've never seen the quick service dining location for Grand Floridian. I I I don't even, I wouldn't even know where it is. I don't know where it is either. Yeah, like I have never even considered that they would even have one, but I'm sure they do. They have to, right? Yeah. I'm I guess going to go with the one the only Captain Cooks. Yeah, you got to. I mean, that's a that's I was surprised you weren't taking that. It was really the, it was the integrity of the uh of the draft, but apparently I'm saying to heck with that. So Captain Cooks, I mean, look, you're talking quick service at Disney. I mean, you've got, you know, the 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 not you you can get Tonga toast. You can get those um those nachos, those those pulled pork why, nachos. Why is Tonga like. toast not as good anymore? Is it not as good anymore? Look, it's I don't get. It. I know people love it, but like it's really not my thing. I always loved it. I love bananas. Yeah, I'm um, like I can I eat a banana. So here's my thing. I can eat a banana. But I can't eat banana in something. You know what? I get that because I don't love peanut butter. Okay, but you like peanuts. Like, no, no, I like peanut butter. I don't like peanut butter flavor cookies. Oh, okay. I'm not, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm not grossed out by it. I'm like, oh, I'll try one. It's just not my thing. I'm not really into that. And it's funny because I like peanut butter. It's not even like banana flavored things. Even, but I mean, like you know, down well, with that too. Has, has a real banana, but like. I don't even like when you put real bananas in something. I won't eat bananas foster. I don't eat I won't eat a banana split. I like banana bread. Like there's I do not like you don't bananas like banana in banana bread. No, I don't like banana bread. I love a good banana bread. Oh no, I can't do it. I'm like, this is wow. bread, it should not taste like a banana. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. Like I just cannot like one time I remember I was like traumatized at a party. Um, at like a birthday party as a kid when they had like a banana filling in the cake. Right. And I thought it was like a vanilla cream or like a, you know, so like I bit into it and I was just like the most repulsed I've ever been in my life. That and, was my favorite moment of the show so far. You're like, I, I don't know what it is. But one time when I was a child, <laughs> yep. I'm like, oh, no, you do know what it is. That's awesome. No, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know why it is. But I know that it exists. Like, I know that this is a deep, like, deeply held thing for yeah. me. Yeah. Well, listen, you're talking to somebody who doesn't like cheese, so. Uh, yeah, and that's I mean. apparently a sin to a lot of people. Yeah. I, I've never met another human. I've never met a human being that doesn't like cheese. I've met I, people. I, I have met many people that cheese doesn't like them. But that doesn't stop them from problem. having I the just, cheese. I just don't actually like it. Oh, man. That is too funny. Yeah. I mean, like. You know, I I know plenty of people that will literally like like be looking at a thing with cheese on it, and and I'll and I'll watch I'll watch the ping pong match happen in their brain of like, right. do I want is this worth the diarrhea? <laughs> like, <laughs> if I eat this, is it worth is it going to be worth it when I am a, an upside down volcano on the toilet later? <laughs> like, <laughs> that is your second. 
second poop reference. I think of this the, is my uh, third poop reference. Oh, is it? Wow. Because yeah, I talked yeah. about the the pretzel being a poop. This is a very poop yeah. heavy episode. This is a uh, man. They were just. You know what I think it is? Here. Honestly, I think it's that my fiance's a dietitian, so like when she talks to me about work, like poop comes up a lot. Right. <laughs> like. <laughs> So like poop has kind of been like normalized in my in in my like um all right in my immediate sphere. So I guess maybe I'm just like you know way easy. And I and I also feel like every kid listening with their parents in the car is laughing every time I say the word poop. I mean I hope so. Yeah, I would hope so too. But yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, like yeah, people that will literally be like, I am going to sacrifice my 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 lower extremities tonight to have this cheese. I get it. Certain dishes, you know, you love them. Like, is this milkshake? I know it's not. I know it's going to do horrible things to me, but you know what? Short term. All right. So that was my quick service restaurant. So you have to pick a guest room now. I'm going to go with the guest room that I'm most familiar with and love. And I actually do think they're wonderful guest rooms. I'm going to take the Beach Club guest rooms. Okay. Now, I've never seen the Beach Club guest rooms. They're nice. They're wonderfully colored in like light blues and grays. Some of them have balconies. If you can get a balcony, that's a total score. That's nice. Um, yeah, I'm going to take it. And Sleeps 5. I mean, I know a lot of them do now. It has a nice little pull-down sleeper. Yeah. For when you have a son and a daughter who would never get along sleeping anywhere near each other. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, uh, that is, that's going to be my choice. It's Listen, I think it's the lamest of the categories, but... Okay, and I mean... Now again, see, here's the thing. It's themed pool time for me. Right. And again, the integrity of the draft. I now have two selections from one resort. Do I really want a triple dip? You have to. What else? Oh, you've you have two already? Yeah. I've got Ohana and Captain Cooks. Oh yeah, wow. Like that's like that's like it's why don't I just airlift the resort and like drop it somewhere like intact? I know, but what are you gonna do? You're gonna take another like lame pool over? I know it is. It There's is, only two great pools on property. Yeah, like like you know, so I'm gonna have to take the Mighty Ducks pool from All Star. I'm kidding. <laughs> why why not take the uh, Boardwalk Clown pool from? Like oh my four goodness! Even with the, even with the retheme to Mickey, like that pool is still horrifying. Just terrifying. Right? Now look, you know, I'm, before I before I pick what everyone, I'm going to see if I could talk myself into something else here, because I want to talk about some of like the other really great pools that are on property. Like you mean really good pools? I think great. What's well, a great pool? I would say Port Orleans French Quarter, that like sea monster pool. I think that's a great pool. It isn't. I really like the old Key West Lighthouse kind of like pool. Okay, it's really nice. I love the Coronado Springs Mayan Temple pool. No. Nope. No? You don't like it, huh? No, they're okay. They're they're really good pools. I've been in all of them except that one. Can I? Can um, I go ahead. I, I just, I, I thought you wanted a great pool. I, I do. I do. And that's why we're, we're getting there. Can I tell you something else? I love the pools at the All-Star Resorts. I'd never, I don't, those I don't know about. I mean, I've seen pictures. I mean, look, you've got a, a All-Star Sports you have a pool that is a baseball diamond. It is a baseball diamond, and there is a pitcher goofy statue in the center of the pool. At All-Star Movies, you have got a Mighty Ducks pool in the shape of a hockey rink with the big duck uh, goalie mask right there. 
Okay. You have got, uh, you've also got a Fantasia pool at All Star Movies. You've got a Three Caballeros pool at um, All Star uh, Music. So I, I gotta say, there's there's a lot going on here. Maybe you should take one of them. I'm not gonna take one of them because I think I you and the listeners that. would never let me forget, forgive it. <laughs> like that would be the most unforgivable sin of all time. I'm gonna take the Mighty Ducks pool. Yeah. <laughs> uh man. I mean, that is a cool pool. Like. As a hockey fan and a Mighty Ducks fan, like that, like I think that is so neat. Um, but obviously, I think we have to come around to it. It is the, it is another pool that you need a Magic Band to enter. You know, it's got that beautiful view of uh, of you know the Seven Seas Lagoon. It's got a beach right by it where they do s'mores, and it's got a it's got a okay water slide, not anywhere near as good as some other water slides that we might have discussed earlier, but it's got an acceptable water slide and a splash and play area for kids. And we're talking the uh, Polynesian Village Volcano Pool. I really hate myself a little bit for taking that. Oh, come on. Like, maybe I should have found something else with, with one of the restaurants. Like, I I feel like three is too much. It's all, it's fine. Come I on. I mean, you, you took for- two from one resort, but... Oh, no, you took two from two different resorts. So let's review. Let's let's review real quick. All right. The Pete Nesian Resort Village Resort here is um the Beach Club's pool, the Caribbean Beach Food Court. Helpful. Uh the Polynesian Village Lobby, California Grill as your table service, Trader Sam's as your lounge and rooms from the Beach Club. All right, the Grand Kev is Ohana for table service, the Top of the World Lounge, the Wilderness Lodge Lobby, the Animal Kingdom Lodge Rooms, Captain Cook's for a quick service, and the Polynesian Village Volcano Pool. So there you go. Those are Which our... would be renamed to Captain Kev's. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. <laughs> This entire resort is just going to be a monument to my ego. (laughs) Already calling it the Grand Kev. (laughs) Oh, man. The, um, the, or the Kev Ribbian Beach Resort. Is that better? No. No. I didn't think so. (laughs) All right. Well, I mean, that's it, folks. So I'm going to, um, this is dropping tomorrow, which is Wednesday, which when you're listening to this will probably be today. Uh, so I'm going to post on Thursday the poll as to see who won. And then in the next episode, we will unveil who the victor is in the Grand Resort War of uh, 2023. I like these draft episodes. Yeah, they're always fun. I we do. get to talk about, you know, things we like. So I, I asked the um, the listeners, like, what we should do for for a draft. And like, you know, this was something that came up and, and like, this was the one I was already kind of thinking of, but they also brought up another really cool one that I would really like to do in, like sometime soon in the future. And that is to like create your perfect, like Disney parks soundtrack CD. Okay. With like a lot of, with all the original music from the rides and stuff. I think that one will be more of a knockdown drag out. Huh? Okay. Right. Like, I mean, obviously we like to space these out. So Next week, I don't know. I was thinking about something. I don't look. I don't want to overpromise because I feel like if I rain it in, yeah, I feel like if I say that I want to do a Disney in depth on something, then I have to actually do it. 
and then it's going to involve a lot of research. But I, I would really like to do a series coming up in the future. If not in the next episode, then if I don't have time to do the research before the next episode, then for a future episode, I want to start doing a series on like, like, like deserted Disney, like, like the, the, the attractions that, or like the areas that have closed. Like we, we do one on Discovery Island. We do one on River Country. We talk right. about why these places closed. We do one on Pleasure Island. Like like gone but not forgotten kind of post mortem. Right. So You're right. I don't know if we're gonna be able to do that for next for for two weeks from now, but you know we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna do my best. And if not, well I'm sure we'll come up with something. Maybe like a top ten or something like that for the next show. I don't know. This is literally a creative meeting that you guys are listening to right now, where we're just kind of spit, or I'm just I'm just spitballing ideas out. Uh, so anything else you wanted to add this week? Any like TV stuff? Any like Mandalorian? But Mandalorian's been wonderful. I've been really loving it. It's nice having a Star Wars show that's good. Yes, that, um, is, that is good. I mean, look, people tell me Andor's good. I have not watched it. It isn't. I know you are the only person that has told me it's not good. I, I'm really actually stunned by that. Everyone tells me, like, oh, my God, this is like the adult Star <laughs> Wars show. Like, I ask everyone the same thing when they tell me how much they loved it. What's your favorite scene? And they're like, I, I don't know. All of it. Oh you know God. what episode of, of The Mandalorian that I actually very much enjoyed was the one where they go to Coruscant for the entire thing. Yeah, that's what that's what Andor wanted to be. Yes. A serious episode with a four-letter word that Andor doesn't use very much, plot. Yes. <laughs> um, it's nice. I, I hate to tell people this. There's no story in the Andor like era. There isn't. Yeah. There's not much to be told. Now, I mean, there's a reason why this show went from five seasons to two seasons really fast. This going to be five because seasons. It's going to be five seasons, one for each year leading up to Rogue One, oh and then goodness. they trimmed it to three seasons, and it's going to be unbelievable. And then at Celebration last year, they were like two seasons, two it's whole like, seasons, just that for you. Not right. There's no story to be told. Yeah, here. I watched all of season one, and there's no story whatsoever i mean i watched the first like two or three episodes so i am so back to mando though i am loving bo katan she's the star of the show she really is um but i mean you know i'm loving mando like training grogu now i'm loving everything where can i get a bo katan walking around galaxy's edge oh my gosh probably oh you know what speaking of which i i didn't mention this on the show i saw mando and grogu at galaxy's edge how was it? Did they recognize you? Uh, yeah. No, they they were like, yeah, long time listener. No, um, <laughs> they listened in the in the they listened in the Razor Crest, but they lost their uh, their their iTunes. Uh, what password. I would have done, I one of my favorite things ever in Mando, and I got this is a testament to how wonderful the show is. It could only be pulled off in Mandalorian mm. when he goes to the garage and the mechanic who we all love, who I can never remember her name. Do we all love her, or or do we all love her, or do every time she pop up, do we go? Why are you back? Oh, no, I like her. You don't like her? Every time she pops up, I'm like, why? Why are you here? Like, you, like she was the epitome of a one-episode character in that first season. And I was like, yep, okay, cool. Amanda, I get it. I also never need, I don't need to see Tatooine for like a decade. Oh, I love Tatooine. I, but anyway, my my favorite episode, I believe it was season two, is you know he like pulls up in the, um, Razor Crest. in the garage, and she's like, "Look, everybody, it's Mando." 
Yeah. It is like such a sitcom moment. Ugh. You're like, this is amazing. I, if I ever see Mando in Galaxy's Edge, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Look, everybody, Very it's Mando. Only topped in sitcom moments by the end of Book of Boba Fett, the literal last scene of Book of Boba Fett, oh, where, no. well, it might not be, maybe there's a scene after, but where they're all kind of, it does the pan out, and um, and Chrysanthemum takes the fruit, and they're like, Santo, and like everyone's like, ha, 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 and the show's Ugh. panning out. Really weird. It's a weird sitcom moment at the end of Book of Boba Fett. Well, the end of Book of Boba Fett was weird because it was chopped up and you know, turned into a Frankenstein's monster because, you know, the 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 uh the servants of darkness uh took took it on themselves to ruin man to ruin one of the most popular characters in uh Star Wars history. You watch, I bet you I bet we're gonna get a Boba Fett season two. You know what? I wouldn't mind it because if Lucasfilm is going in the direction that I think they're going, I would like to see like Fav and Filoni like take over that show and, and redeem it. Like, don't you think that Boba Fett deserves like a redemption here? No, uh, you know how I feel about it. We've talked about it a bunch. I, I actually feel like when Star Wars was at a really low point and wanted to make a product that they could bring back their core fans and at the same time attract other watchers, mm-hmm. um, they came up with a show about a Mandalorian and Baby Groot and... <laughs> Who do we, let's make a show about Boba Fett and Baby Groot. Cool. Right. What's it going to be? It's going to be The Mandalorian. So we made a show about Disney's, you know, their their most popular item that kids and moms like. Mm-hmm. And who's who's the character that all the guys who love Boba, who love Star Wars, who have kind of abandoned it because of the Last Jedi, who are the, who will they watch? We don't watch Boba Fett. Okay, cool. We can't use Boba Fett really. Let's use The Mandalorian. Right. So we made up our own show. The problem is. Mandalorian is essentially what we always imagined Boba Fett was. Yes, 110%. And now we need to change Boba Fett a little bit and make him something different. Yeah. He's had a a near-death experience, and he is a kinder, gentler character. The sand people taught him to love. Sure. (laughs) What I really think they should have done, and I think this is where the show goes wrong, I feel like they should have... um, Oh man, what's her name? Um, the the mechanic lady. Who, no, no. Who is Boba Fett's like hand? Oh, um, uh, Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand. I love her. Fennec Shand should have been. She should have been the Damya, and Boba Fett should be the Enforcer. Yeah, that would have been much better. She makes it? all the de- she makes all the decisions anyway. And right? he, and then he and could have spent like the entire just... show being like, you know. Like the dude. Every scene where she, where she's doing something awesome, I'm like, man, this would be so much better if Boba Fett was doing this part. Yeah, and she was doing the you know confrontation with you know Cad Bane. You know what I mean? Like I would just like everything. Oh no, I so like the more. Boba Fett and Cad Bane faced off. I wish they would have been. I, I, I wish that would have been more. I could have done with a lot less of the mods spinning around in the street and a little bit more of like. Boba Fett and Cad Bane having this big, huge flying laser battle in the middle of Tatooine, like, like what you, we would have gotten if this was a Clone Wars episode. I also like that it treats that that episode of the Clone Wars that got cut as though it's canon. There was an episode with Boba yeah. with Boba and Cad yeah. Bane where Cad Bane shoots him in the head. Yeah, that's how he gets the, the uh, dent. dent. Yeah, the famous. Which dent. is interesting though, because like with the Beskar dent, I don't know. Well, who knows? You know. Yeah. 
Do you think they wrote themselves into a corner with Beskar sometimes because it, it kind of is like God armor? No, I mean, there's no real corners as far as that goes. I mean, geez, the Darksaber, you, I could hand you the Darksaber five years ago, but now you'd have to win it in battle. Yeah. I mean, they can write their way out of stuff. Right, that's true. You know? That's true. I mean, I, look, I love the Darksaber. It's my favorite weapon in all of Star Wars. I like that Mando has it. it. I want to see him use it more. Yeah, my favorite. Um, I think Mando can't use it. I think that's the problem. Well, I think he has to learn how to use it. No, nah, I think it it doesn't it doesn't speak to him. There's a reason why Bo picks up the dark saber in that episode recently and just just whipping it around. I guess I like that she's one of the children of the of the watch now. I don't know if I love it, but I mean I'm in. I, I mean I don't happens. think it's gonna last. I don't think it's gonna be forever. But like yeah. I like seeing her like kind of rediscover what it means to be a true Mandalorian. Because like is, her what's her Mandalorians were kind of like the like you know. Like the 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 one percent Mandalorians, yeah, right. Like she was sit, she was she we, was trained we, as a warrior, but like they didn't follow the way, well, the, because the way didn't exist when they made Clone Wars, right? What yeah. what do you think is more important to Mandalore, you know, and and kind of like ruling Mandalore, the dark saber, which I feel like is not actually as important, or the mythosaur. The Mythosaur. Because yeah, the right? Mythosaur... I mean, if she goes all... A mil, mil, like, so many Mandalorians and Darth Maul have had the Darksaber throughout history. Yeah, the Darksaber. And no one has ridden a Mythosaur since, like... Yeah. And I was really hoping Khaleesi that Mando was, like was going to have to become the like the, the leader of the Mandalorians. And that like, he has the Darksaber. He doesn't want it, but he has to. But they're really moving us toward Bo-Katan as the chosen leader of Mandalore. Well, you have to honestly. If you tell me that that Din is like now the leader of like all of Mandalore, mm. I got to tell you, there's no more show anymore because now he's got to be here all the time. Right. The entire point of of the Mandalorian, he's always on the move. He's always going someplace. Uh-huh. You know, he has this responsibility in Grogu. If he now has to sit on that throne and make some like you know decisions, like it's not it's not the same show anymore. Yeah. What about a Med Best Where's as that? a Jedi? Well, totally by the way. For Bo. What? How about a Med Best as a Jedi? Yeah, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. So yeah, I was super happy for him. And, you know, that's definitely a character we're going to see again. Um, Yeah. I'm willing to bet he's alive. I'm ho- hoping we see a different character played by him at best. You want Jar Jar Binks back? I think they really did him dirty in the in the movies and the books and... Let me tell you something. I would rather Jar Jar Binks back than ever visit the sequel characters again. <laughs> yeah, that'll change, though. Everything changes all the time. I know. Look, if you would have told me that Star Wars fans one day are going to fall over themselves because Hayden Christensen showed up at Celebration and is and is back playing Anakin Skywalker, I would have laughed at you because everyone hated him so much. I agree. And you know, I was even thinking about this the other day. Time, time is the universal healer, and when when the thing that we hate becomes nostalgia, it, it, we are we are slightly more we are slightly kinder to it. No, you're right. You wait for ten years from now when we're like, why did they have to tear down that Star Cruiser? It was so great. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Star Cruiser. Uh, 
All right. Anything else you want to discuss? Nope. We had a great show today. Right. I think it was, this is one of my favorite shows in recent memory. A lot of, a lot of choking around, a lot of poop. All right. And uh, that's going to do it for <laughs> that's gonna do for Two Men at the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us, folks. If you love our good friend Peter Mandel, check him out at Rogue Comics over there in Cranford, New Jersey at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey 07016, or go to RogueComics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. <coughs> uh, folks, if you are planning uh, you know, a Disney trip, we love our friends over at Away With Me Travel. Uh, they are you know, the official travel uh, travel sponsor of YDF uh you know, media group and, you know, Justin and all those guys do such a great job. So, you know, uh, keep them in mind for your next Disney trip. And for me, folks, please check out my books, the Ross and Andy series available now on amazon.com. Uh, also my other books, um, you know, they're written under the pen name, Vincent Valentine, B-A-L-E-N-T-E-A-N. And, uh, those are a series of haunted house books or, uh, EMP apocalyptic books. And I just finished writing my first paranormal detective book, uh, which tentatively was titled Shadow of the Cross, might get changed, but uh, that will be due out sometime within the next month. So uh, I put out a new book every month, folks, so there's always something new. And they, they're available on Amazon in um, ebook. Eventually, they're, they're all available in ebook, uh, paperback, and audiobook. They come out first in ebook, and then the other formats roll out over time. All right, uh, Pete, anything else you want to talk about this week? No, I'm words? actually really excited about that droid I was telling you about. <laughs> yeah, right. So. <laughs> All right, I folks. Just talk more about that droid. <laughs> Please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next time on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow just a dream away. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us. This has been YDF Media Productions.